Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. We're still on break, but we're dipping back into the archive and pulling some of our favorite classic episodes. This week, we're going way, way back to our third episode, where we talk fictional versus real settings. We explore what are the strengths and drawbacks of having a story set in New York or Los Angeles versus a made-up spot like Gotham City. So please enjoy episode three, New York or Metropolis or Gotham State of Mind. And as always, thanks for listening. I went to Noir Fest, saw Double Indemnity for, I think it was the first time I saw it in the theater, but I could be wrong. I could be missing it. But uh, I saw Pushover. It was another Fred McMurray Noir. It was like Kim Novak's first film. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited to see this because I'd seen this one before. And I remember liking it, but it's such a little known one that this was probably my only chance to ever see it in the movie theater. Right. So, so it was neat to, it's an awesome act too. Okay. Like, like just as far as planning out who's where in this, cause it's like in an apartment building and they're staking out mm-hmm. like it. So it's like just the blocking of it is like, wow. Like it's really, really well done. And it's kind of, kind of the meat of the movie is that cause the premise is sort of, on shaky ground a little bit but it's a good one though it's a good mm-hmm. it's a it's a b but uh yeah but like i said i didn't get to meet eddie muller <laughs> but hopefully next year when uh noir city comes back speaking of so today uh we're going to talk about fictional cities versus real world locations and the drawbacks and benefits of doing each and what we prefer so with that i'm zach slater i'm frank melman this is tommy smithereens i'm clifton and so uh Let's start. Well, as far as my perspective goes, I would like it to be mostly fictional because when dealing with real cities, I feel like there's the need to include real time events or real things that occurred. And I think it pulls away from the story of what someone might try to create, in my opinion, at least. And for me, I have an issue with that because it forces the real time of the character. I mean, I think it takes away from the longevity of certain stories. Like, for example, when... Um, to use a real location. Yeah. Okay. Like when 9-11 hit. In Marvel stores, it was more forced in because they use, what, New York as their main base of action or what most of the heroes deal with, as opposed to there's no Twin Towers in Gotham or Metropolis. Right. So if they wanted to include that in their story, they would make a trip to New York and deal with the problem, but by choice, as opposed to how do you ignore that if a real city is being used as a location and with fictional characters. So, I mean, I get it, but I, I just think it it brings it into real-time events and real things that occur, as opposed to having a uh, fictional city in which you can include all the elements of cities. When you choose like, fuck, fuck hell, Gotham. Gotham has a harbor. Gotham has a, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, Gotham can be Chicago, Gotham can be Baltimore, Gotham can be New York all at the same time based upon how you want yeah. to tell the story. So, I mean, I just prefer the fictional city just because you can create whatever you need to do with that fictional character. It's such a setting that um, helps with the storyline. I mean, hell, Gotham is what, uh, older than the country itself? In <laughs> some cases, right. you know? Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it breeds all type of architecture from God knows from all parts of the world. If, if it wants to be, you know, 
Art Deco or you know what was it? What was it in um, the animated series? What kind of look was that? Yeah, Art Deco. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Tim Burton. Is it still Art Deco? Tim yes. Burton. Yeah, yeah. Kind. I thought it was more gothic <laughs> in Tim Burton. Well, Tim you had Burton. a lot of that stuff that was um, like there was a point where they did take the designs from '89 with was it Anton First? Is that the guy yeah. that did yeah most of the set design for the '89 Batman? And at one point, they actually were in the comics. They made a big deal about the fact that like, hey, we're switching over to this. And for a while, that was like the look of Gotham that was supposed to mirror what was going on or had gone on in the 89 movie. Okay. I think like, so for me, not surprising because I'm a Batman fan, but like, I think Gotham is the most successful fictional location out there. I think just for like that reason that like, it's, it's one of the only ones that I can think of that can support multiple visions of itself like you do have like the animated series version that's got kind of like this strong visual and then the anton first stuff and then there's the schumacher version and everything i can't stand the schumacher which i i like it i really like the neon and stuff and all the and all the weird statues like i like it i think you know i i don't it turns into an erotic las vegas but like I, that's what i like about it is that okay. is that like the idea is flexible enough that it can handle all of those things and that like does that work with batman begins no absolutely not but like for that version that they wanted to do that was gaudy and campy and over the top like it fits nicely you mean I like think. does that include like the batman 66 stuff yeah, yeah sure yeah but i think it takes away from the ever change i mean i prefer metropolis because mm. metropolis does it as what the city of tomorrow it doesn't emphasize that look and that darkness of it but it has all those elements that Gotham has it's just I think it's more static in its presentation tall high rises yeah metro um, overseas metro rails but it does have its slums it does have a harbor you know it but it doesn't take away from the um majestic of the city as opposed to Gotham which is only told only by the um the art direction of the movie or the show or whatever for that time I mean I think the character also lends a little bit of the slant which way it goes so like so I was thinking about it like Batman is is he does go outside of Gotham, but typically most of the stories you're going to see are in Gotham okay. and and street level and okay. stuff like that. Even yeah. if he's, even if you're not reading like 70s stuff where he's fighting a crook with a wrench or something like that, like his, ba- <laughs> his bad guys are all, you know, low power and street level and stuff like that. And so it makes sense to me that the city is the way that it is like that. And then like I think it it, it follows the character a little bit and then Superman who it's not uncommon to see him outside of Metropolis because yeah. he has a way more of a sci-fi bent. And so I think it's cool that Metropolis kind of mirrors that a little bit. And it is the city of tomorrow and it is optimistic like what Superman is. And it is like a, a, a science like hub with star labs and all that stuff. So I think that that's kind of a neat aspect to it. For me to go like fictional or real, like it depends what you want to do. I think, I think that they both have, Strong benefits. What do you think? Yeah. The, what do you think? The aspect of Zeppelins in Gotham. I mean, it's cool looking, but it's almost weird to me because it's almost took a. I mean, why not helicopters? Yeah, but they have helicopters too. We Did see they? Those? I feel. Yeah. I feel like all they can afford is Zeppelins. <laughs> you know, it's, there's also helicopters in the opening of the animated series. Yeah, is there? Helicopters You're right. There's a helipad. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one where he's blind, also, and he's got like the the, the, <laughs> the one that Penguin hijacks. Yeah. So if Metropolis is the city of tomorrow, Gotham is sort of the city of yesterday. Okay. It's the city that had its time. And I think it is how it's played a lot. That's where it is, the Art Deco 
like it's still stuck in the art deco aesthetic where metropolis plays to more of a contemporary to future aesthetic it's also why the zeppelins are kind of in there like it's gotham's past was in its heyday and it's batman trying to bring it back to us bring it back okay i believe okay and it's interesting because now you'll see in a lot of the media i can think of several shows Brave and the Bold, then Titans, Batwoman, and even the superhero girls. Like, they play Gotham so over the top, like, dirty and crime infested. Yeah. Well, there is that that funny scene that's in that Brave and the Bold episode where Aquaman and Mary and Arthur Jr. are in Gotham. And it's, you hear the gunshots in the distance. I I mean, he's Aquaman. And he's like, you better, like, lock the doors and roll the windows. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's played that way in uh, the current DC Superhero Girls show from Lauren Faust, where it takes place in Metropolis, but Batgirl went back to Mm. Gotham to visit a friend. And it's just like everything is dirty and graffiti and brown. And it's fun. Like, it's a fun angle to play with it, too. One of the interesting angles I thought of, too, this was like right when Morrison was jumping on Batman and, it, and there was like a wizard interview with him and Deanie, who was doing detective at the same time. They were like launching the same month or something. Mm-hmm. And in that interview, Morrison talks about like having gone to Vegas for the first time. And he was like looking around. He's like, oh, like I had an image of what Gotham was until I went to Vegas and I went, no, this is what happens when crime takes over a city. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not run down. It's this. It's this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think it's kind of interesting the idea that up to a point, I I understand the idea of setting up Gotham as if, like in Batman, it makes sense that the city's run down because Batman's supposed to be gone or missing or whatever, that the city would fall into ruin because no one is maintaining it from, like, no one's there to be the the watcher on the wall, basically, sort of thing of, of, like, I'm going to be the person that stops, you know, the Joker or whoever from doing big time crime. But it's kind of funny to me sometimes when we see that it's an established Gotham city and still it's thought of as being dirty and run down. And because, you know, we, you know, we see lots of scenes of Batman obviously doing superhero stuff, but there's constant stories about Bruce Wayne being philanthropic and giving money to this shelter or this part of town or doing this. So I would think at some point, I mean, granted much like Superman, it's a never ending, you know, it's a never ending quest to do this, but I'd like to think at some point he started to reclaim some of the city. Sure. Yeah, I like to think that Gotham probably has its nice spots. Yeah, yeah. too, like around the waterfront and everything. Yeah, where, yeah. right. Where the real estate's a little bit more expensive. And sure. The, I mean, Gotham's got a lot of rich people. Yeah, as right. we've seen all oh, yeah, these stories yeah. too. So I guess more than any um, other city. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of black tie affairs in Gotham. Otherwise, yeah. where how is Bruce Wayne going to leave? Oh my God! Or pretend that he's not paying attention, yeah. or he's drunk. Oh, the Iceberg <laughs> Lounge. Man. Yeah, he's yeah. always yeah. throwing. He's always throwing those, I'm the richest man in the universe parties. <laughs> right, yeah. always. Yeah, there's always something like that. So, like, Tommy hinted at this. And this is this is what I think is the real benefit of doing a fictional city is that Gotham can be anything, right? I like I love this idea that, like, if you drive uh, far enough to the east, you hit the beach and the riverfront and bridges and everything. And you go far enough to the northwest and you hit the mountains and you mm-hmm. go right far enough south and then there's a suburb, right? And it... It houses every single possible location that you would want to have. Yes. yes. And whereas I think that's the drawback for Marvel is that like if you're doing New York, like you're a little bit right. You, you got to have this conversation of like the X-Men are up in like where, where Salem. Salem right? Center. Salem Center. Westchester County. Westchester. Right. So how far away is that from Manhattan when there's a set piece in there and stuff, you know, when they're teaming up with Daredevil and Hell's Kitchen or something like that. Like these are questions that you don't have reading something with a fictional city. 
Well, no, I agree with you to a point. The idea that Gotham, you know, it's got something for everyone, basically, that you can find, you know, there's all sorts of stories that you can do. It lends itself. But then there's also the problem of the fictional city where, and I think that the show Smallville did this poorly, was, and, and they've sort of adopted it into the comics, is at one point, Smallville is Smallville, Kansas. And, right. And Metropolis is, you know, might be New York. It might yeah. be Chicago. It might be a city that's far, far away. Yeah. And then... Well, I think initially Smallville was upstate New York, like in the 1930s, okay. because there was a lot of farmland up there. And then Metropolis was New York City, New York. And it was, back in the 30s, a pretty significant jump to go from a small town in upstate New York to the big city. Mm. And then when our farming moved more to the Midwest, being dominant, then Smallville moved to Kansas. Ah. Right. And Metropolis yeah. stayed New York. And then I think uh, what Frank is saying is that like Smallville moved then Metropolis also right. to the was, middle along yeah. with Smallville. Yeah, it'd be like having a, <laughs> it might be having a major, major city with skyscrapers and everything suddenly appear in a can like in Kansas. And if you've ever been through Kansas or ever driven through Kansas, that's not really the case. Right. But it's a fictional town. True. I'm not, I'm not, def- True. I'm not defending it because right. that is, that is, that is one of the things that I, that I really resented about Smallville. And this is, so this is why I say, I think Gotham is the most fleshed out of all these. One, because I think that there's been so many good writers that have gone on Batman that there's any number of fantastic stories of Batman. Whereas like Superman, I think does not have quite as many of like those pinnacle books, but I'm getting kind of sidetracked. But anyway, so, but what I'm saying is, is that Gotham is pretty much unanimously agreed that it's somewhere in like the American Northeast someplace, right? Yeah. Like it's not actually New York, right? Right, yeah. Because New York exists, exists in the DC universe, mm-hmm. but it's like another town that's likened to New York and it's kind of in that range. Whereas like Metropolis has always kind of doesn't really have a um, fast location that it's agreed upon. So like in Smallville, like it is in kansas which never made sense to me because mm. the idea for me was that superman clark picks up and moves sure and that's a big deal right and lois calling him smallville doesn't make sense no. to me if no. it's not a big distance from right the course, yeah. right that, exactly but then you got like the dawn of justice version where like metropolis and gotham are like twin cities and stuff which that never worked for me really either no but because that because that opens the door of like yeah but well why isn't superman just flying over the bridge to fight the joker <laughs> right yeah you but know? twin cities doesn't necessarily mean they're in a re- relatable location like we don't say that it's like Schifferstadt is the twin city for frederick Schifferstadt's in germany right right so i was like but is oh, it, no, but is in it, this version, it was like like they're literally no, across they're the river rag, from each other. Really, it's like yeah. like yeah. like Minneapolis, St. Paul, yeah, or Kansas City, or Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas, right. and Kansas City, Missouri. All right, well, that was my only argument. <laughs> well, no, I mean, wait, but I think what you're saying is supposed to be a twin city. It's a, isn't it like a sister city. Isn't that the difference? It's one's like it's supposed to be because again, like in the comics, at one point when you had Earth One and Earth Two before the crisis, yeah, back in '86, you had Keystone obviously being on Earth Two, and mm-hmm. Earth One was Central City for the Flash. Well, at one point, when after the post crisis, when the world is merged into one world, Keystone City sits across the bridge from Central City. So again, yeah. so that sister cities this, or yeah. twin cities? That'd be twin cities at that yeah. point. Okay, but, but, that, but God- that was one that I like because I like the idea that the Flash is so fast he can cover two cities. 
right you but, know what I mean? right yeah. right but it wasn't it was i mean basically the idea was that it, it you had you know you had jane keystone and then you had barry in central city so to me it's i mean it's not a bad idea i don't have, mm. i don't have an issue with it because obviously they had to figure something out so i wanted to make you know make a fist and be like well this is how it is now because otherwise we have to constantly explain why there was no longer an earth two. you know go see crisis on infinite earths but yeah i mean i don't i don't i have a bigger problem with the idea of of metropolis and gotham being across a river i agree with you why wouldn't he fly over and take care of things yeah that makes no sense but then that gets to the bigger idea of like well if they're going to shut down all of gotham during cataclysm or contagion why wouldn't the justice league show up to help out yeah. and there's always some convoluted reason as to why not and if batman took place in new york i don't think cataclysm works right no i, mean, I don't you, because you can't say that you <laughs> right. know, a 7.8 earthquake hit new york city but no but a fictional city you can't you can well, Okay, yeah. it just happens from time to time. But I, <laughs> like, mean, yeah. but I mean, my question then the question becomes: Could you? Okay, so if we're if we're saying that Gotham is a better, you know, if we if, if we're shifting over to the idea that ba- uh, Gotham is a better, quote unquote, mm-hmm. fictional city than Metropolis, then could you do? Then the question becomes: Could you do No Man's Land in New York? Huh. I mean, it depends what you're trying to do. So I think so. To me, the benefit is nobody's ever read a Batman comic and said they got that location wrong. Mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. it's not real well up until a point because goth the thing about about gotham and the and the and the batman writers as a group that's the first place i started to notice the idea of oh that's down by the spring river or right. or that's o'neill avenue or right. whatever is that's tri corner that's the narrows that yeah right that's where they started but what i'm saying is they started to name stuff after creators and ever since then you know like metropolis has some of that metropolis has some of that too but i think gotham like as a city adopted more of an idea of like this is where things are geographically so i think yeah. there is a distance where no you could say something and get it wrong because i think much the same way that if i said hobbs bay right you know or strikers island in metropolis yeah. those are said i imagine somewhere there's i mean i know there's atlas for for the cities in dc there was one back like when they were doing the, the tabletop games that there was an atlas you could get that would actually lay out the fictional cities whether they still use it or not who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen those, but it's also like, but I mean, what I'm saying though is I'm, I'm talking like, like the death of Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, they say it's the George Washington bridge, but they draw the Brooklyn bridge. Right. Right. So, yeah. so if you live in New York, you know, which I know that that's been fixed in trades and stuff like that. But if you live in New York, that's something that maybe not everybody in the country is going to know. Right. But at the very least, if you live there, you're like, okay, they got that wrong. Well, my, it, well, it's interesting you say that because it's one of those things where, if you don't grow up in New York or you don't visit New York, I mean, yes, you know that, you know, in, in the harbor, there's the Statue of Liberty, right? Sure. But that's not, that's relative to what? Like, that yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, to me, growing up and reading Marvel comics and there was, you know, and even now sometimes, because I haven't visited all of New York, there are still times that I go, well, you know, I don't know if that's, if I stop to think about it, I have no idea if it's accurate or not. I have no idea if the, you know, Forest Hills, where, where is that Queens? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah where, that's where Central Queens, where Peter Parker's supposed to be from, right. that could have been a fictional city to me because I had no clue whether or not it was actually accurate or not accurate. I mean, just row houses. That's all I knew it was. Right. You know. So it's it's one of those things where I think, you know, it's it's kind of like when you see in a movie where they they talk about like for the longest time you could tell that the X Files wasn't clearly it wasn't clearly in Virginia or D.C. It was in British Columbia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of thing where like if you didn't know better. You didn't live in the area. Yeah. I don't think you would recognize the difference between New York or another fictional city. I think that's one of the things about Marvel that when we start to get bogged down in like fictional versus nonfiction, 
I go, well, again, if you don't know, like you said, the bridge, no one would, I mean, who would have known if you, unless you live in New York? Well, that's clearly not that landmark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's both like a, like a benefit and a drawback, mm-hmm. right? Because you, yeah. you do open yourself up to those kind of scrutiny of like, well, that, that building's really not mm-hmm. over there by this building. And, but at the same time, like, so my cousin is from New York and everything. I remember when he used to come down every summer, he used to want to watch New York undercover, not because we were a fan of the show, but because he wanted to see yeah. the neighborhoods that they were in. Like, Oh, I remember that. Like mm. that's, that's so-and-so deli and stuff like that. And so I do think that there is an excitement that you get to, if you've been there to having something take place. Sure. Where, you I know, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But adding to that, that's, I think the benefit of using the real city would probably lay in the fact that it's a relatability to its fans or the, the neighboring. But I, I understand what Frank is saying. Like, if I'm not from there, I don't care about that. But it gives them a sense of, ooh, New York is cool. Uh, is that how it really would be? You know, they, they mm-hmm. chase rooftops. Is that how New York is laid out? It, it gives it, it, it romanticizes the city without actually, actually having to be there. So I guess that's, a, that's I guess, a, I want to say a drawback, but a, uh, I guess a feather in the cap of using the real city. And then it also, it gets to hide behind the fact that it's fake because it's using fake characters like Freedom's Four Plaza. You know, where the hell would they put that in New York? Well, you know, which building did they take out in order to erect that, you know, into that geography of yeah. New York, you like know? The ba- yeah, there's fictional yeah. aspects, like the Baxter yeah. building is not a real it's place. It's not real. Stuff, yeah. Well, but- no, I lived in New York right. uh, for okay. years. and But even before I lived in New York, like I loved the Marvel comics that were set in New York. I liked... I mean, they felt authentic because they were made by people who grew up in those places, who knew those places. The Marvel like headquarters was right in Midtown, I believe. So, I mean, they're picking places they know. And, and it, it did lend an authenticity to it. I thought that even like as a young kid reading, I just kind of felt, even if I didn't know that's that's exactly what I was feeling, where I would think like, oh, yeah, like like that would be cool to see this place, even though I know, you know, the Avengers mansion isn't really there. But I know what's around it really is there. And then when I lived up there I and mean, went to school in the village and would walk down Bleecker Street, knowing that that's where the Sanctum Sanctorum, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Strange's house is fictionally. But it was just cool. Like, I know it's not really there, obviously. But it was just cool, like, walking down the street being like, oh, like, this is where those stories were set. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, it's interesting to me. It's not not so much in the comics again because I, you know, if you don't have, a, for me personally, if I, I didn't have a frame of reference for some of that stuff, I wouldn't know. But like seeing like the Flatiron Building in the Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, like that's the yeah. one where the, that's where they put the Daily Bugle, right? Yeah, yeah. In, the, the flat- yeah in the Sam Raimi movies. Right. It's a strange choice. I always thought, but anyway, really, I mean, it looks cool. But the other I thing, mean, it's such an iconic building that it just 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 to make that be it, I thought was so strange, but. But to get back to what you said, and more like what you said was the idea, um, Tommy and, and Clifton, was the idea that going around in those places of landmarks and thinking, well, this is where this would have taken place is cool. But it's more so for me, like I had that feeling when I was playing the, the Spider-Man, the PS4 game. Yeah. And right, how yeah. well they recreate yeah. New York and like, oh, you can see, well, this is Avengers Mansion here. Or you can go to the Sanctum Sanctorum. I mean, you don't interact with Doctor Strange, but you can definitely see the big, you know, the symbol on the window and all that stuff at the top. And. They did a really good job with that of when you're just swinging around in the physics and looking around the city, it's a it's a real like it's a real breathing city. Right. Wouldn't you say? No, definitely. Definitely. But it's interesting that you bring up video games because then Arkham Knight, when they mm. introduced the uh, the Batmobile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That felt like a breathing city. 
because of the uh, the layouts of the streets and how they did it. And then I remember when Zach was talking about how he went to Chicago, it felt like Gotham. How Gotham and Chicago are layered? I didn't think a city could be layered like that till I went to Chicago. It's weird, but Spider-Man City for the PS4 was, I'd already say, more engaging mm-hmm. than um, Gotham in Arkham Knight. Yeah, sure. I could see that because yeah. I, I assume that they probably actually use like real models of exactly. real maps and models exactly. of New York, which, mm-hmm. is, which is interesting. I, it's a really quick, quick tangent because um, um, Notre Dame Cathedral caught fire mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, a few months back. And one of the things I remember reading about was there was a designer who was working on the Assassin's Creed video game at the time. And mm-hmm. she had spent so many years like studying the the layout of Paris and stuff like that. And as a result, like... Notre Dame was so like authentically recreated in that game that they're actually like using bits of the game to help like with the repairs. <laughs> I can see that. Wow. Yeah. I can see that. Sure. Yeah. I just thought that was an interesting Oh no, that's, 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 yeah, that's, no. that's very cool. Yeah, it's that like I said, for me it was one of those things where and I agree, yeah, I mean Gotham does feel real, but I don't feel it is it's it's not as grimy as some of the <laughs> as, as some of the other depictions of it. Whereas again again, New York feels New York and the Spider Man, the PS4 game definitely feels like it's it's lived in and it's got locate you know the locations matter and yeah. all that stuff well i think like an important thing for me for like a, a fictional city to feel real is the relationship of locations in space mm. right so one of the best examples i can think of so like gotham i do feel like feels like a real place mm. at, at times depending on which version you're looking at but um legend of Korra like Republic city. I actually thought that felt like that really felt like a real place to me. So there's an episode where they're, um, they're trying to track down like, like an equalist uh, rally or something like that. And, and there's a moment where they're tracking down like these flyers and they're Mm. seeing that once you put all these flyers together, essentially that it tells you the location of what this rally is. And it felt so much like, okay, like the rallies in midtown and they're on 12th street. Right. You know, I can see that. Yeah. And I think things like that, really help out which is again i think i think why gotham tends to feel a little bit more like this than some of the other spots is that they tend to be detective stories and details of streets and Mm. where you're at and i think this is why like so many creators get immortalized as having bridges and parks named after them in gotham because like you you need to put a name on something right right well i mean do we here's a here's a question though do we think that it's of all the fictionalized cities, is it basically Gotham, Metropolis, and then everything else? Or is there any other cities that we think of as fictional cities in, in comics that come close to being as real, quote unquote, as, as Gotham and Metropolis? Or even as iconic. Like, sure. Is there anything in another fictional city that you could pin down, mm-hmm. like Star City? Right. And be like, this is what makes Star City Star City. Right. What do we do with Metropolis or Gotham? Or do they just kind of become default, fill in the blank? cities yes just, we just know the green arrows from that's where he does most of his work so i mean my thing like i always kind of attach an analog like weirdly like like an actual city that i think is kind of more or less where they're going like so coast city to me was always san diego mm-hmm. liking it to it where it was a beach town everything had an army base out there right you know and i thought that that and so metropolis to me was always san francisco hmm. okay like bright optimistic tall buildings 
you know, far yeah. from Gotham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <you laughs> yeah. Know, not necessarily saying that Metropolis was always on the West Coast for me, but it was just like that was the analog that I thought because mm-hmm. San Francisco just seems bright. And it also has like tech out there and sure, everything sure. like that. I'm trying to think of other like like non-DC related fictional cities mm-hmm. that maybe we can pull from from like non-DC. Movies. Yeah. We go with Marvel being normally fiction or realistic places, DC normally fictional places, but Marvel has some good fictional places that fit the bill. And one I think of is Madripoor. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is a yeah, very yeah. It's sort yeah. of a hybrid, I think, between like Shanghai, Hong Kong, Macau, you know, an island coastal city on the China Sea. But they've never pinned down exactly where it is. But you can like it's got a flavor of its own. We right. know what to expect there. Yeah, I the love types of stories Report, they yeah. tell. Yeah, oh yeah. I hope they use it in the MCU somewhere. I really do. <laughs> I Report. really. Oh man, the only I, way, yeah, that's a good one. The only way to use that is with X Men. Well, they they're bringing them oh. in. So oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to. I, but we also have Shang Chi coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about. I was going to say yeah. Iron Man had a story in there and too, I, but, yeah, but, but we know, but, but we know what happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean it's it's. I think we're so used to Marvel using realistic uh, locales yeah. that we don't we tend to forget. But I, I was tend to thinking of with another decent location, what Milestone with Dakota City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. Th- that one was based solely on the location and how they develop their characters and um, push forward with what they were using. Like certain locations within Dakota City were vastly different, and you see different characters evolve from that and didn't interact with it. It almost felt like uh, Marvel's version of um, New York City in which Hell's Kitchen is Daredevil's area. Right, you know, right. it, it just, the, the location of stuff was just kind of immense and small all at the same time. Yeah, it always struck me as funny once you divided New York up as its neighborhoods and you were like, oh, like Daredevil covers like only these couple of streets and then the Fantastic Four are up here. And like Luke Cage yeah. is in Harlem. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I do think that not all fictional cities are created equally. And, and there are some that do run like sort of just generic and, mm-hmm. and like hub city in dc and something like i don't know what that's supposed to who's even in that, hub city the question was that the question yeah. yeah that was hub city yeah and opal city which was supposed to be in maryland was mm-hmm. Starman. Oh, yeah. i remember yeah. but opal's, opal's pretty a, a fairly fleshed out city but it's not as you know obviously there hasn't been as many stories yeah. about opal city is it's fleshed out in, in a run it's yeah. fleshed out in like Robinson, a specific run right Robinson Robinson. does yeah. a good job in that in fleshing that out but it's not anywhere near as gotham or metropolis yeah I mean, the same thing with like with Fawcett City when they were doing like Power of Shazam with uh, Ordway or we doing the art that they wanted to give, you know, that kind of 40s flavor that they had yeah. for those books with the architecture and stuff. They use a lot of that. But again, you know, it's not the same thing as <laughs> Metropolis or Gotham. So Fawcett City is interesting because like because I was actually thinking of the Shazam movie, which doesn't use Fawcett City. It just uses Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And actually, and I think that it may be a little bit more beneficial. Okay. I think I think it does work. I don't know. There was something refreshing about it being in a city that wasn't like L.A., not New York, not like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do think that maybe the fictional city is a little bit harder to do in live action than it is in animation or even maybe even in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was really refreshing and cool. I still haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. It was yeah, a very right. dirty Philadelphia. Yeah, it, like, was. it, it yeah, looks very it dirty. Well, <laughs> I, okay. and, and I, don't know, I don't know if they filmed it there, but I do, I do think that sometimes you get like things for free. Right. Than having to do like 
sure. or a soundstage or something. Right, know? right. Uh, um, like name dropping or use of the city allows the tax benefits, that sort of thing. Yes. Well, I mean, you just you get a lot. Like, instead of having to build it all up whole cloth, you get a lived in. City. You get you get a lived in city ready like, for camera. Uh-huh. I, I I did do a tour of the Warner Brothers back lot once when I was in L.A. and and it does kind of ruin movies for you for a little while because you start to recognize it uh-huh. and you're like 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 I saw a shot. I I was like Expendables two. I saw Expendables two use the same part of the back lot in almost two consecutive shots, but they were different places. Mm. It's the same spot. Right. Like, so it does, it, it does kind of ruin it for, for that, that reason. That's the but. central perk. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's that street. They yeah. only have like three streets on that, uh, uh, on that back lot. And one of them is the central perk. Wow. But huh. what I like about when a fictional city works, I do the benefit that I think is beyond somebody living in New York that can appreciate like Spider-Man or Daredevil and stuff like that. What I like about it is sometimes if it becomes fleshed out enough that everybody kind of has a moment of like, oh, even though like that place isn't real, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Ed Hopper, the painter, does typically like painted the American like Northeast and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. his paintings themselves like are so non-specific specific that even though i haven't really seen that specific gas station he's painted in that shot like i've been there i've seen that spot like and so and, and that's always kind of a geeky thing to me too like like again like i've not been there but i've been there and sure. so like when i was a yeah. kid and i'd be like in the car and my, and my mom would be driving to whatever like plant nursery we were going to but i would pass a like a power lines and a power station or something i'd be like that looks like we're megatron and optimus prime fought you know mm-hmm. maybe like <laughs> sure no, you know i get that but i think i think i think probably the the most fleshed out fictional city for for dc would have other than than metropolis and gotham would have to be central city yeah right i, I think central yeah. city is a fairly big character in, in the comics and has been since the beginning at least at least for i guess probably since the 60s with barry allen is the fact that central city is that's the home of the flash right and it's one of those cities that yeah, we get, you know, we get Superboy is is, 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 is state was stationed in Smallville and then, you know, went on to Metropolis and, and they celebrate Superman there. But I always felt like the idea of, I mean, there's that, as you, you were talking earlier, the line in, in the JLA Avengers bit where Quicksilver is amazed that they have a museum for speedsters. Right. Like, I don't know anywhere else in the DCU that celebrates their hometown, quote, hero, like Central City does. Like, everyone yeah. knows that's the home of the Flash, Right. right? And even more so, I think, since they did the Grant Gustin show that's on the CW, I, I think, again, it's one of those things where, no, the, you know, that idea of this is where the Flash is and the Flash protects Central City. And, like, you know, basically, I know, granted, if you go to Gotham, you're going to have to deal with Batman. If you go to Metropolis, you're going to have to do Superman. But since he is out in the daylight so much more than, like, say, Batman, obviously, and then it's one of those things where I just feel like Central City does a better job of saying, yeah, we have a superhero here. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even, even especially as, like in the Wally stuff, where he was like, he got like a check from the city. Yeah. Right, and he was like professional superhero for that town. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, th- I agree. I think yeah, I think Central City, but Central City's also had the one that has like housed like like the spirit was in Central City, also. Well, like, and like yeah, in the, when, same, when he same. got adopted by DC or, or take not adopted, but you know what I mean when DC got the rights. Yeah, I mean, the, I think they have the same name, but I don't. I think I don't really believe there's. I think there might be a Flash story with the character that's Midnight, which is supposed to basically be their version of the Spirit at one point. Mm. But other than that, I don't think they ever like flesh out the idea that yeah, the Spirit was here at one point, and now we have the Flash. Okay, I there's could no, be wrong. There's no sense of legacy with the. City. No, not right. It's I'm not, not like with Metropolis and um, the first Green Lantern. 
with um, no it's Gotham Gotham is Alan and yeah, Scott Alan Scott I'm sorry yeah he, he he was in he was stationed in Gotham but yeah it's not as far as I know there's not really one but I think they just happen to share the same city whatever for okay. whatever reason so but I, I think of all of them I think that even when they try to establish a city that's like another one that was pretty stylized what's the the city that's in Aztec that Morrison and Miller did oh god and remember. Because that was supposed to be with with it again. Aztec, the Ultimate Man, they would only ran like twelve issues, Mm -hmm. but it was Morrison and Miller, right? Yeah, Mark Miller. That they did together. It was the Aztec who eventually joins the Justice League. I can't even begin. I can't remember the name of the city though. But it was one of the things. It was it's it's got it was basically a you know one of those areas where weird stuff happened, and there was a reason why you know you find out later on there's a reason why he's there, and then I was trying to think of the other place. The other place I was thinking of is. I knew in the 80s, in the early 80s, like 84, 85, when Blue Devil was out, that's another one because of the fact that he was, you know, a stuntman in the movies. It was definitely not on the, you know, it's not the East Coast for once. They're doing more stuff that's supposed to be on the West Coast. That's where he was, he lived and where he worked. So, therefore, it was more of a California bent. I mean, do you think it helps to have a strong visual style to convey feeling like a real place? I think it's one of those things where if you're, it depends on your book. I think it depends what you're trying to do. If you're, um, yeah, like for example, Riverdale, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know that type of feeling or that. That show does a good job with it, though. I yeah, think. No, I think that show does a really good job with it, actually. Yeah, but that's a that's a I guess the use of a fictional city that empowers the characters. But I mean, but it's at the same time, does it feel like a, a small town? Yeah. There's only like two locations in where you're about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. usually it's well, maybe three. There's like you know, there's the the malt shop, yes, pops. and pops, right. and the then school. and then the there's schools. a school. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's that one hallway they use, and then uh, Cheryl Blossom's mansion. Right. I feel like those yeah. three places yeah. are always in in Riverdale. Right. Is Cheryl Blossom's mansion or Veronica's? But mansion? I feel like oh. Cheryl's. Oh. Veronica lives in a penthouse or something. Yeah, yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like that that pl- that show does a fictional city better and feels more lived in than than like friends does for new york <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you know what i mean yeah sure yeah. Well, they do a very good job on their sabrina show too because the sabrina show does feel like okay like an authentic town to me it's got like a little comic shop slash like mm. malt shop kind of thing it's mm. i can think of like a fair number of locations from that it's got like uh like a coal mine that people work in like <laughs> okay. it feels like a, yeah it does like an appalachian town to me uh, okay well my my thing is, is is as much as we talk about marvel using you know new york as the backdrop for most of their stuff in the in the again in the in the early 80s or mid 80s when you had like say the west coast avengers or wonder man wonder man was supposed to be set in, in la mm-hmm. I, I never felt like there was anywhere near the amount of care or detail put into west coast avengers <laughs> That there was in 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 the books that were set supposed to be set in New York, it just sort of like was like oh yeah we're 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 sending this Avengers team with Hawkeye and the and the rest of these characters that we're sending over there to be in this group, but it never ever really felt like it was actually as fleshed out. Like mm-hmm. it didn't, I didn't feel like whoever was working on it had been to to L A or been to to Southern California or Northern California. They were just any, taking a guess. Yeah, from their East were, Coast. Yeah, right. Exactly. They were, they were right. guessing so what on it was what, like on what it was like yeah. out there. Same thing for like I mean, other than the fact that you had. Alpha Flight in Canada, it was, there was no, like, there, I mean, it's there like was in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like. yeah. I mean, they, you know, they fight the, they fight Tundra or whatever in the first issue. And, and then it's like, you know, they're doing stuff all over Canada, but it never felt like it was Canadian specific, I guess, enough to make, to make me realize, well, you know, this is Alberta or right. <laughs> Calgary or whatever, you know, wherever the heck they are for the story. Similar to Excalibur at the same, around right. the same time being said on the coast of England where, mm-hmm. 
we lived in a lighthouse and Excalibur was my favorite comic book mm-hmm. of that time when I was first getting into X-Men and stuff. I loved it. But like it was just a lighthouse on a coast and that's it was supposed to be England. And right. Occasionally they would go into London and and I think Alan Davis was the artist, especially on the early yes. stuff. So he knows London. He knows London. Yes, and, I love and the that. London stuff looked nice. But other than that, they're just on a coast of England somewhere. Right. And then you'd run into it with Moira McTaggart being on Muir Island, which is off the coast of Scotland somewhere. Somewhere. And, right. And not really pinned down. And, and it was good enough, right. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, okay, here's a question for you. So when, so when we have something like, say, Kurok come up, or or uh, Bialya, mm-hmm. or what's the one for Black Adam? What's the Oh, Kondok. Yeah, yeah. When we, I mean, I think it's important to have like DC doesn't obviously say, well, it's in Iraq or it's in Iran right. or or you know they don't they don't do that sometimes when they need a fictional city to stand in for another city. And I think it's one of those things where, from a standpoint of, if you're setting up a villain in in a in a, in a fake country, you can do a lot more with it than to, again. There's not the implication of like Doomstock. Yeah. Or Laveria. Which is what Marvel does yeah. too. Yeah. Right. I think you can you can basically it leaves you with more uh wiggle room. You can always argue, well, it's not really supposed to be this particular country if it's fictional. It's not Latvia. Right. It's Latveria. Right. It's Latveria. Right. right. Yeah, straight. <laughs> don't don't confuse the two. So I, I think it's one of those things where I think sometimes it's 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 advantageous to have that as opposed to like I mean, granted, we had like similar situation with like the Red Rockets out of out of Russia. Right. Like it was a big thing with the Green Lantern Corps right around the time of crisis and right after with the Giffen Dematis uh, Justice League, where you had one of them join. It was one of those things where it, they were they were Russia, or you had like what's the group that's with? Uh, I'm trying to think. There are other Russian heroes in Marvel. Is it the Octo- not the October guy? That's GI Joe. What's the one I'm thinking of? Let's say it again. I'm sorry. The one with you. the one with the Titanium Man and with. Dark Star and it's a group of Russian heroes that's in Marvel, but they're they're clearly they're Russian heroes. But again, their stories could take place anywhere that where it's cold. It looks like because right, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. It doesn't unless they're in you know unless they're in, in in with a with a backdrop of something that you would recognize as like Red Square or something. You really wouldn't right. know. I think about Ursa Major or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I think some writers and some artists do a little bit more research than others. I mm-hmm. remember like. Mark Wade at one point, like he was doing a story of Daredevil in in like San Francisco, and he called up a friend of his, and and he's like, okay, like I'm doing a Daredevil thing in San Francisco, like what, given his powers, like what is it in that town that would kind of give you trouble? And he's like, well, you know, the cable cars and the wires and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, right. it'd, be, it'd be tough to swing with those and throw your radar off. So I do think that that's neat. Yeah, I mean, because we have encountered a lot of those that. Like Alpha Flight is so perfect, where it's just like, it's just like here it is, it's Canada. Yeah, like, you know, right. maybe, maybe we've been there because you're telling because <laughs> you're telling me it's right. But that's what I'm saying is because you're telling me it's Canada. I'm like, yeah. well, okay, it's Canada, but yeah. you know, not that I expect ever, you know there to be like a yeah. I've been to Niagara Falls, but I, <laughs> right. I assume Saskatchewan's like this. Sure, like, they're all yeah. It's the whole thing is like this. So I mean, it's one of the things where it's not you know I'm not I'm not saying anyone was lazy because again, but I think I think now more than ever to do the research, you know, it's a matter of. You know, you can basically go online yeah. and do much more of looking at what a place would actually look like. Can Google Earth it? Yeah, than yeah, you ever absolutely. could before. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, Alan Moore, I read, talking about when he wrote uh, Swamp Thing, when he was first on Swamp Thing, and he was still, I think, based in England and writing a book set in Louisiana, and just says, like, what he would do is he would 
got a hold of a Louisiana phone book and just started going through to see like what like what do Louisiana names look like wow. okay. and then came up with like Hattie Duplantis <laughs> sounds like a like a very nice Louisiana name that he could use and right. and now it's much easier than that you can just go online and find mm. you know whole sorts of historical records yeah I think though like so a positive to using a real city is opening up to like disaster movies and stuff like that right like Spoiler alert for Planet of the Apes. The ending of Planet of the Apes doesn't work with a fictional city. doesn't work as well, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thinking about, like, so Independence Day was a big movie for me when I was a kid because that was the perfect age for that. But, like, that trailer of, like, here's the Empire State Building, it's blowing up, and here's the White House, and it's blowing up. It's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That has, like, a more visceral effect than just some made up landmark or made up build it right yeah right. Like those things don't work and i think also like comic wise the commandy covered a number like commandy number one like right you don't sure. get that with gotham right maybe you get it with metropolis i don't know but mm-hmm. i but i'm pretty firm that that statue of liberty is like it, it's an important detail of like this is the world that we're in now right for this yeah it's a very quick shorthand yeah. so like you look at one image and you're now exactly where that story wants you to be yeah yeah, I think that makes a big difference when you're when, depending on what your what story you're telling. I'll put it this way: if you saw if you saw a, a cover with the the Daily Planet in rubble and then the, the globe broken apart, would you have the same reaction as saying the statue? Right. Of that that so that's what I say. So like maybe, but I really don't think so. Right. Okay. Because it's because the Statue of Liberty is at least something I've seen. Right. Right. You know, and and I think that that has a different reaction. But if there was any thing that would be close, I think it would be the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I, uh, I, what I, what I want to underscore though is I think that like in order for a fictional city to work, I think the visuals is super important. Right. Right. So I may be alone on this, but I think Gotham and Metropolis feel so much more real and like actual places in Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series than they do in Justice League. Right. So in Justice League, mm-hmm. I remember reading some interviews with Bruce Tim where he was saying because we were dealing with so many heroes and so many bigger threats and everything that they wanted that it was so over the top and everything that to ground that they wanted to get rid of the art deco-y look mm. for things and kind of ground it in more of a real looking city. And I think the result for me, at least initially, is that like the cities look more bland and it's harder to tell where we are. Mm. And I, I guess maybe later on in, in the show, there there were some little tells that I think that they started playing with. Where when we saw like red skies, we knew we were in Gotham. I was gonna say that, right? You know. Or uh, or we saw blue skies, we knew like okay, we're probably in Metropolis over mm-hmm. here. But I, but so I mean, do you guys have an opinion on that? Well, or, I, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that like the DCU online game has a very big distinction. The fact that no matter whether you travel, whenever you travel to Metropolis, it's daytime. And no matter whenever you travel to Gotham, it's nighttime. <laughs> right. To, to make the distinction between the two. And it's a very easily tell. But I agree with you when when they were doing the, when they started to do the uh, Just League and Just League Unlimited, if we happen to go, like they happen to visit Gotham for any reason, the easy tell, the easy shorthand was, well, there's Red Skies. Right. Which would have go- coincided with the last, you know, seasons of that show. So I remember you and I were watching like one of the roulette episodes together mm-hmm. and it was, and, and they went to like, location had red skies and i went like "Ooh!" and you had seen it before i did and i was right. like oh are we in gotham and you were like wait and then <laughs> and then we get like that panoramic that's got like the nightwing easter right. egg and i'm like oh we're in bloodhaven yes. which is another one that like that we haven't brought up because right. i do think in a specific run but i think dixon and mcdaniel do a really good job of making bloodhaven feel like a real place mm-hmm. that is 
kind of like Gotham, but also has its own identity from Gotham because it's like like a shipping and whaling town and it's dirtier and more corrupt. Right. The other one was Burnside. I yeah. thought just a recent edition, like I, 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 in, in a really short amount of time. I think they really fleshed out Burnside. Yeah, I think I mean Burnside for for me caught on really quick, and I was surprised at how quickly it was something that people were like, "Oh yeah, Burnside, absolutely." With Batgirl, okay, yeah, with back yeah. the Batgirl of Burnside, and I, it was one of the things where it's a neighborhood inside of Gotham City, not a separate mm-hmm. city. So yeah, it's yeah. loosely inspired by like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like of the time it was written, where it became like a trendy young hip neighborhood. And I think that's kind of what they were going for yeah, with Burnside. Yeah. Batwoman does a lot in Burnside, and actually, and I think that they get the visual wrong for that because uh, it, because there doesn't appear to be any distinct difference. Gotcha. Between Gotham proper and Burnside, which yeah, Burnside for me was always Brooklyn. Yeah, right? It's like, like right across the river from yeah. the city central. But see, the thing for me, like you and I talked about at the time, was the fact that I liked those books that that, that you know the Batgirl Burnside stuff. I enjoyed them, but at the same time, I felt like the threat level was like Riverdale. Like there never was any kind of like real consequences. Like it never felt right. like the story. I mean, maybe just be from a story standpoint. I always felt like the stories again. If it's part of Gotham, that doesn't mean that you're you know it should always be like Killer Moth or right. you know Calendar Man. She's like, Calendar. But granted, she didn't. But I'm just saying the level of it was not. You didn't have all these Batman characters show up, even though it's supposed to be part of Gotham. Right. So I still. I mean, it's one of the things where I, I get. But I get the distinction, the idea that they did a really good job in a short amount of time of doing the heavy lifting of. Here's this, you know, this this pocket or this this borough or whatever you want to call it for the city. And they're now Batgirl was there. And but they've already gotten past that. So Right. The 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 funny thing too, because you were saying like in the video game, really I'm just thinking back because you were like every time you're in Metropolis, it's daytime. Mm-hmm. And every time you see Gotham, it's nighttime. And it is true, like like nobody really draws Gotham during the day or anything like that. But one of my favorite instances Not- of that is I think in Hush. There's a, an issue where Batman goes to Metropolis, and, and and I think there's even in his thought box is like it's so bright here, mm-hmm. like like even at night, like like there's set at night, and it's just that it's such a bright, brightly lit city, like you're in Times Square, where he's like I can't hide anywhere. Right. Well, you, I mean, they they emphasize that in the cartoons too. When discussed, they were saying that they what they use dark paper to do Gotham to get that foreboding oh, dark yeah. feeling, even if it happened during the day, it still felt dark. Yeah. Well, Metropolis, I don't it's rarely that you saw Superman do anything at night if at all. So, yeah, I guess the sunniness and the darkness is a part of the city as well regardless of the time frame. Yeah, being so used to that imagery that they use all the time of like bright sunny Metropolis and dark gloomy Gotham, like those few instances where they have put it as a twin city. Like, I just have the funny image of my mind of it being, like, dark and cloudy on one side of the river and, like, bright and sunny on the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. No, it's there's like, I, I think I saw some art for, like, a, a a movie that didn't get made, like, an animated movie that had, that did Gotham and Metropolis as, like, the Twin City thing. And, and, and it is actually neat to see the stark distinction over there. It's fun. I just, yeah, I just think that it, I think it's problematic having them so close, but it's it's a fun idea. I'm just I'm I'm happy it hasn't stuck. <laughs> no, I yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I mean, it's all it's it's to me. It's like it's the, it's like when you see Two Faces room, like right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, this like this stark difference between the two. And I just think I think there's been enough of the the idea that you know just through imagery alone, there was a um. A world's finest miniseries. I think Steve Rude does the covers. I'm not sure if he does the interiors. He does. Okay, so he does the interiors too. But in that one, you definitely see like that one to me was like a really stark difference between 
you know, what makes up Superman's like city and rogues gallery versus what Batman's rogues gallery and you know, all that stuff is all about. That one in particular definitely shows the stark, you know, because you've got like these. It's also the colors choices. Like there's a lot of like bright yellows and oranges and stuff used in in the Superman stuff where the, the Batman stuff is just like the grays and the blues and, and you know, darker colors. That one, if you, if you really want to see a good stark contrast between the two cities, is a really good miniseries for that. Yeah. No, no, I remember that. That was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing I want to say about the fictional city versus the um, realistic cities, time frames. Mm-hmm. Fictional cities, the same distance is stretched so many times. <laughs> in one book, they might take a jet to go there, while another one they'll take they'll take a car or a mm. motorcycle and right. still get there within the, the the time frame. As opposed to using realistic cities, in which I guess Daredevil is seen as a street level character. There's no way he's you know uh, swinging or uh, running four blocks or you know coming <laughs> right, yeah, right. coming into that that alone. So that needs to be addressed too. The fictional cities, oh my god. They can traverse a whole city in minutes or hours, depending on what they um, need to do or what what occurs. I remember hearing somebody online talking about like like they, they had never been to New York before, and they're they're a huge Batman fan, huge like huge encyclopedic knowledge of Batman, uh-huh. uh, and they had never gone to New York before. And then when they went there, they were like, "Oh man, the Batmobile's bullshit!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like that doesn't work at all. Like and it suddenly made sense of Morrison's flying Batmobile. Like, yeah, yeah you would need that. Absolutely, here. you'd just be stuck oh. in Midtown yeah. for three hours. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah. cab drivers yelling right. at you the whole time. Right. Everybody honking. Yeah. yeah. Like another issue that I can think of that real cities run into that the fictional cities don't. And I'm going to bring up uh, Hell's Kitchen because Tommy just brought it up is one where things change in the real world. Yeah. And Hell's Kitchen, when those stories were written in the 70s, I think Mm. Daredevil was first. I think he was in Hell's Kitchen early as early as the 60s. But the Frank Miller stories are what I really think of. Like Hell's Kitchen in the 70s is not the Hell's Kitchen that it is today. Right. The Netflix shows do a pretty good job of like sort of creating a fictional version of that 70s Hell's Kitchen in modern day but like Hell's Kitchen is not what it was yeah. like in the in the 70s Times Square was bad Hell's Kitchen yes. was worse now Times Square is like an amusement park yeah. it's like owned by Disney practically yeah. now yeah. And, and Hell's Kitchen is like the like ritzy place right next door yeah mm. no I mean that's 100% true yeah like again I, I had relatives in New York and I remember like in the 80s like being kind of scared when we would go up there yeah because like New York at the time was like falling apart in the 70s and right. stuff like that yeah and now like you know you go up for New York Comic Con and you're out three in the morning and you're not nervous right. in and New, York Comic, bit. New York Comic Con is in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. like you walk yeah. through it from the subway to the convention yeah. center. Wow. That so that thing. is a problem. Uh, I won't say it's a problem. It's just something. It's just an issue that happens with, with real world settings is that the world changes. And, and so those stories become a little dated unless you put a little fictional magic in there. Hmm. And that does not happen with like Gotham, which right. can always yeah. be whatever you artistically direct it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's always perpetually messed a, up. A bad yeah. city that <laughs> it's on the brink. You know, yeah. It's always on the brink. It's on the brink. Yes. I always thought though, like going back to the Justice League thing, the in the cartoon, the thing that always got like I remember thinking about it that 
I kind of wish that Justice League was used as sort of like the bridge between animated series and Batman Beyond. So if like you just saw kind of a glimpse of Gotham and Justice League is sort of like the city that we kind of see mm. in Batman Beyond. I just thought that would be like a more interesting yeah. thing. You know, and I do think reading some of the interviews with them, I do think that they kind of like lamented taking the stylistic choice that they did and kind of making it so generic. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's, it's interesting that they, you know, that I'd never read that article. I never heard mm. that before. I mean, I, obviously you can tell the difference between the stylized. I mean, they're highly stylized, obviously, in, in Batman the Animated Series. And it's a little less so in as the further they go out. I mean, Superman, I mean, it has its own style for Metropolis and everything, but it's still, it's still an iteration of the style that they started with Batman the Animated Series. And I don't think... Not that I'm saying that, obviously, I'm not speaking badly about the series or saying there wasn't the same yeah. care and attention put into it. But I think there, there, I, what I remember hearing about it was at one point when they were doing or trying to do all these various shows, they just got stretched thinner and thinner, right? That they were trying to do. Oh, yeah. That okay. they were that they were trying to do so much that they basically like, well, we need a, you know, we need a shorter version of this or we need a shorter hander of this. But I feel like with with you know with Justice League there is a fair amount of variety of settings because you do have like I, I'm thinking of um, the opener for it might be unlimited the season where Green Arrow joins you know it takes place early it it, it grounds him in, in fighting guys in a grocery store yeah right yeah. and then to give you the idea of like no he's he's fights for the little guy he's not a guy that's normally firing Boston glove arrows in, in outer space right and then. Yeah. He's in outer space right after that. The next scene is where they you know, they want him to they basically invite him to join. And it's kind of a, you know, I'm a street level hero. Why would I do this? Right. Kind of story. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't I don't mean to sound like the development was lacking in some way. I mean, there are some absolutely beautiful, beautiful looking designs in the backgrounds and the locations that they're at. I mean, my thing was just when you're in, a, in an urban setting in that show, it can be a little where are we? And they didn't do the thing that like Young Justice does where we get to like, like we're in, you know, <laughs> the time, you know, stamp. whatever. Yeah, the we're time in the time stamp. Yeah, they didn't do the Happy Harbor, you know. They didn't do the Law and Order bit. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dun, dun. exactly. So my dog knows where we are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, that, that was my thing was just the idea that in, in some instances, in some cases, it was as much as they, they might want to lament or beat themselves up over the fact, I, I still feel like there were times... Where like say for when they were in um when they saw with all the stuff with Dead Man, and they had to you know they basically create uh, not a Parbat right out of whole cloth yeah. and that's pretty much outside of the comics I'd probably say the first time we've ever seen not a Parbat yeah you know illustrated or in something else because it's not like it's not like there's Dead Man stuff in, in video games not Dead Man stuff and you know they use it in Arrow yeah at one point. And obviously, I mean, going with fictional places, like if we're going to go beyond cities, it opens uh, the door for other con, like the Savage Land. Negative zone. Right. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure, like, sure. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 Which are all really cool ideas. Atlantis also, in it, both Marvel and DC. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 The future of the Legion, future of the Guardians of the Galaxy, anywhere, any other planet generally. Again, I agree with the idea that it's it's difficult to have, you know, I just think it got it just got difficult for them to keep up with the production of it all. Yeah, no, I mean that 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 could very well be. I um you know, I I don't remember. I mean my sense was that Justice League was kind of not done at the same time of all these other shows, but I don't I mean, 
I don't quite remember, but I thought they were doing like Batman, Superman, and like pre-production on Batman Beyond at the same time. Yeah, they. It were. might have been, they which is crazy. I don't that, know how. I don't know how they did. That's the way I remember is like they were they, they were either an overlap and they thought they were going to not get a, a season of the a final season of something and then something got tacked on and then all of a sudden they had pre-production on one and wrapping up on something else and mm-hmm. then trying to come up I thought with ideas for something else. Right. But those are seriously next to each other all through four shows. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a wonder that they were so good. I like, I mean, to walk into the office, I'm assuming, and not know what show you're working on that mm-hmm. day. Like, yeah, but you could tell it sort of, some episodes suffered just on on what they dealt with, like whether it's the villain. I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but whether mm-hmm. the villain, or whatever, it just sort of got thinner as as the um, seasons went on. I mean, so what about? Is there any? piece of media that you could think of that took place in a real spot that you wish was in a fictional city that you thought it would work better or vice versa hmm that's kind of hard to, <laughs> to, to yeah, it's up hard real on quick. the spot no it is but I can, I can see why you would ask that question just to, it, it just begs the question of if if the environment would have worked better in a real sense like would gargoyles work better if it was a fictional city no. do you think no okay no that's, that's, that's a great example yeah, yeah, yeah because but that based on historical events a lot of it it just is twisted ever so slightly in order to garner a better um, character development. But no, it being in New York, so it gave a sense of time as opposed to them being in Scotland. But to me, yeah. it was weird because they're, they're basically immigrants, correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, they are. Yeah, but we, we get the indication that Scotland isn't good enough of that time. So they went to New York to live their life. That's what, that's what right. it seems like. It's like, well, on top well, of the fact, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Well, you yeah. built a castle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could have done it in yeah. Scotland. I mean, that's all I see that. I mean, I've never been to Scotland. Scotland didn't have skyscrapers. Are we? Uh, are we I don't just, think so. I mean, we got cities like Edinburgh. I assume, yeah, I assume every, those cities are so old that, that, but you can't. Oh well, London's got yeah, a ton London's of, got, got a ton of skyscrapers. Yeah, but that's but my like, point. Scotland is Scotland that old? That, but, but I think mm. it, it, with that specific example, I mm, think that's the, a good example. But I think that that honestly, having it be a you know not necessarily a gothic. It's not gothic New York. It's necessarily, but there's gothic architecture obviously yeah. in New York yeah. that lends itself yeah. to the idea of well, where are we going to put gargoyles? Yeah, and, and you know, it's true. It, it is a very non-specific New York. Too, right. Where like I, I feel like. Uh, Aside from their names, which yeah. which hit yeah. me when I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes. we don't get the character names if it's not in New York, but right. uh, but it's like, but I can't. I'm hard pressed to think of like a specific location that they use at any point. I mean, maybe there's like like a Rockefeller Center bit. Statue of Liberty. Point. Is it possibly. All right, it's been so long. I know. Is it's there- a great series. I can't wait for it to come back on Disney Plus. By the way, though, yes. but- Clifton. When you were in New York, is there a clock tower in New York? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. sure there's clock towers in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, can't but, remember them off the top of my head. But, but they they do go to um, what's it called Central is Central Park. They right, do. Central oh, Park yeah, is sure. in yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah but yeah. They, there's there's certain elements of New York that are, are glaring, while others are just oh subtle. yeah. He meets the Illuminati guy. In yeah. Central Park. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah, it is. But yeah, but they kind of play with New York to their leisure. They like again the clock tower. It's something fake while Central Park is something very specific. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's kind of like going going off in another direction. I think that there's like almost a subcategory of, of um, like real places in the future. And I don't mean like Commandy, Planet of the Apes, but I'm talking like Blade Runner. Where that's like, that's, you know, Los Angeles, very real place and everything, but it's like, it's so unrecognizable. <laughs> 
and in a good way, in a fantastic way. Like, yeah. like I think Blade Runner does a better job of making that Los Angeles feel like a real place than some like romantic comedies I've seen that take place in L.A. I'm still but again, away. like I super didn't... strong visual, I think, which I think, oh, no, I think it was highly stylized. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it, I think definitely, you know, you can argue the fact that it inspired a, a, a definitely a, a movement towards a lot of that, you know, that sort of look for a future. Yeah. But I mean, like, for example, if you're looking at if you're looking at future cities, like, let's just say, again, it's a fictional city, uh, Hill Valley. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. In, in Back to the Future. Yeah. Obviously, we don't, you know, when it what was supposed to be 2015 is not what we got in 2015. Oh, no. Oh, right. No. So we're not, I mean, if we're looking at fictional <laughs> cities, I, you know, got me thinking that, about that Tommy was saying we said clock towers. Like, ooh. Right. That's, a, that's like, that's a, you know, that, oh, yes, of course, the clock tower, say the clock tower. But then again, it's not something that, you know, when you look at a, a fictional city of, you know, and it might have just been played for laughs. It might have just been extrapolated out what they thought we might have by 2015, but obviously right. we don't. Oh, my God. You know, and we still have people that are, you know, want hoverboards and, and lay, you know, lace up shoes that you don't have to touch right. and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so I think it's one of those things where, it, I mean, other fictional, fictional future cities are more influential than others, obviously. Yeah. No, I laugh at the fact there's no cell phones. That's that's what makes me laugh. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just went with a whole different direction with that technology. That's all mm -hmm. I thought. Cell phone, yeah, that was like a weird thing where like almost nobody Nobody. Like like nobody predicted it in a weird way. Outside of Star Trek. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, Star Trek with the flip yeah, phone. With the flip phone in the sixties. But mm -hmm. I just I feel that we just went in a different direction with the technology. I think we could have got those shoes. We could have right. got the hoverboard if we weren't focused on phones. Right. <laughs> That's why I feel. Maybe they're still coming. They're coming. Maybe. Not that far removed. No, no. It's just are there sports almanacs? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's Wikipedia. The only real thing. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh my God, that is true. Yeah. A, yeah. You can see every score mm -hmm. going back to God knows what time. And they'll mention the internet. That's another one. They do not mention the internet. They do not mention the internet at all. I mean, they sort of have, I guess, the, the I guess as close as you get is what the, the, the stuff in the, in the house, the, the TV screens. The big, the big screens. Yeah, where you can get. No, that's about all. Yeah. Where you get the information that Michael way. J. Fox talks to Flea yes. over his fireplace. Yes. 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 Absolutely. We're missing a Like, it just hit me. Like, we're missing a really, really big fictional town. Okay. Right? Springfield. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, has the benefit of being fleshed out over 30 odd seasons. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, yeah. in, in Shelbyville. Yeah. In yeah. Shelbyville. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. North Haverbrook and right. Ogdenville. And, yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, I, you're right. Capital City. The capital, the ones. capital City. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. We should have thought about that one for sure. I feel like it has the uh, Gotham situation where sometimes you can just drive into a desert <laughs> like yes. 30 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you're in a swamp. Right. It gets all <laughs> yeah. kinds of weather. Yeah. You know, weather happens whenever they need the weather to be, you know, three feet of snow or whether they need to be yeah. scorching hot. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Like, it's got, it's like bits of Atlantic City and, mm -hmm. and, and bits well, of Atlanta but, and bits of, you know. But over the years, like, you, you think about the opening and it's become more of a, like, a small tour of the city. Like, yeah. you know, the tire fire and the, the, the power plant and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, the... Quickie it, Mart, the Quickie yeah. Mart, and the Bolarama, and and what's another good lamp? Oh, uh, Mo's, Mo's. Oh, sure, <laughs> you know, 
you get a lot of those landmarks <laughs> in the opener and that you know those are those are the school i mean yeah. those are all places you know where they are in springfield they're like you know granted i'm sure someone is all you know atlas it out and laid it all out of the city but um yeah that's definitely one that that benefits from being fictional for yeah. sure especially when they put a dome over it in the movie Oh really? I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never seen, seen the movie. Wow. No. Yeah, I dragged you to that Tommy to see the theater. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're like, no, no, I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, example, and yeah. it was better than you know. It was I thought it was. Yeah. yeah, but that's a good one that, that when they when they dome it, you know, I don't know if you could. Granted, there was that CBS show about the dome under the dome <laughs> under the dome. Frank Vaughn, the showrunner of that. Yeah, was he really? He was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Yeah, yeah he'll be okay. Yeah. He'll be okay. He ever gets back to Saga. But um, <laughs> that's funny because it, it didn't, they didn't use that for um, Futurama. He mm-hmm. goes with New New York. Mm-hmm. And then and, and he just doesn't look back on creating a fictional part of um, that. He just used a lot of some aspects of uh, New York, but he, there's nothing close to what he did with Springfield and create a, a 100% fictional town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Springfield's a good one. Didn't think about Springfield. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong about because I don't think that's the case for Ferris Bueller. But doesn't some of the John Hughes movies like all kind of take place in a fictional Sherman, Illinois, or something like that? Wasn't that the, the symbiotic it, Titan thing where the, right. it takes place in Sherman, Sherman? Illinois? Sherman? Yeah. Sherman? Oh, Are you not. looking it up? I am looking oh, okay. it up. <laughs> I believe symbiotic Titan was Sherman, okay. Illinois. And I think that was their play on Shermer. Is, Sher- is Shermer, Illinois, a real place? Weird Science and 16 Candles are set in the same fictional town of Shermer, Illinois. Wow, okay. So both Shermer <laughs> right. and Sherman, which I believe was semi Titan, well, are fictional. Well, that's the same thing as, as with Stranger Things. Does it take to the fact that it takes place in... Hawkins, Indiana? Right. Yes. right. Does it benefit from the fact that it's not, I mean, it's not a real place? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a place I, that feels like it could be anywhere. Yeah. Right. In that time period. Yes. And for sure. And like I honestly would never know if there was a Hawkins, Indiana or not, right. realistically. Right. I think I, I do think that having Hawkins, Indiana, since they have done such a good job of making it feel like it could be a genuine place, that it benefits for that. I am interested to see what they're gonna do with the next season where they're they're saying that they're not in Hawkins for the next one. Right. Where really? they Yeah, they 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 well, a, we're all caught up, right? No. I am. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, Ooh, no. that was a close so one. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was a close one, Frank. <laughs> so, but, but again, getting back to it, I think they've done a fairly good job with that. And I think it, it, it does, it feels generic enough and, and timeless enough that you could basically, like you said, I definitely feel like living through that time, I feel like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could... This could have been the small town that I lived in. That would be no problem. I could totally, totally uh, identify with it. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's a real strength of that show too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could it could easily I think have worked in a real place, but I think there is some flexibility of you know the weird. Uh, I forget the name of the 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 company, but like I'm so I'm going to say Cadmus for lack of a better, but sure. the weird like Cadmus like science mm-hmm. uh, spot and aren't they just the Department of Energy? Or at is least it? that's their front. That's their front. Is yeah. it? Okay. It's the Department that of Energy. That explains why I didn't remember it. Okay, so it's just, <laughs> just a real name. Interesting right. that it is that they went with real there. Yes. <laughs> but I think they never quite explain if it's just they're using the Department of Energy as a front or if they are actually Department of Energy. I don't right. think they explain that. But I think it could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. 
Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for fictional cities versus real cities. Uh, my vote is it depends. It depends on, <laughs> on what you want to do. <laughs> sure. Strengths, right? weaknesses. Yeah. Right. They got them all. Yeah. 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 Both are good. Yes. Both are good. But, okay, so I thought it'd be fun. So to sign off really quick, what's everybody's favorite fictional landmark that would be world famous if it was real? Think I thought off? Yeah, please. Themyscira. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine a place where the whole area is filled with Amazons that are timeless? Like, it seems to me they grow up and stay perpetually between the ages of 20 and 40, in which they're at the physical peak of their uh, life. (laughs) They're all physically gorgeous. And all (laughs) as a man, that would be your life. They work out all the time. All the time. (laughs) All they do is train for war. All All they they do. (laughs) But all they do. But. You gotta, you gotta think. Right. <laughs> oh, you gotta catch one slip, just once, and uh, that's a hell of a relationship. Mm. Right. <laughs> True, you could die right. <laughs> if you touch that soil. But the the mere idea of going there and just possibly living your life with an Amazon. Right. Mm. <laughs> you have to find it accidentally, though. Yeah. yeah. Right. You gotta right. drop like, out of like the sky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> be near death. Yes. And nurse back the health. Well, it also helps to be, you know, like to be incredible. Like Steve Travers would be like an incredibly good looking guy and a fighter pilot and, you know, all oh, that stuff. Hey, hey, that's the dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but even with all that, has look anyone, what he got. Has anyone ever done a story of Steve and Hal knowing each other? Has, has anybody ever connected uh, them? I'm just trying to think. No, I know no. that during uh, when Wade did Jay Layer one, he does a story where Hal and Larry Trainer from the Doom Patrol know each other. That's Which great. one's Larry Trainer? Larry Trainer's negative man. Yeah. Oh, really? No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a there's a little bit about the fact that they're both you know because it's you know the '60s and everyone was a, was a test pilot. Yeah. I like you know Larry Trainer and Hal Jordan. I'm sure Ben Grimm now all know each other if they were all in the same okay. world right. because you know that's what they do is they fly they flew experimental planes so and Ace Morgan and Ace Morgan yeah, sure yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah no sorry to cut you off it just it, it never dawned on me before I never I'm like oh wow I don't know that anybody's ever done that I don't think there has been but there should be. Yeah, yeah, that's one that that's, that's if, you were, cool. if you were lacing all that stuff together, that would make sense. Uh, thank you, Frank. But yeah, yeah, but that's my vote for, uh, yeah, most memorable yeah. at least. Mascara. So are we doing? And we didn't even talk about that mascara, but yeah, that is. So a, are we doing? Okay, my question is: Are we doing landmarks, or are we doing places we would choose to live? Well, if you had, like, if you because no, okay, you, you want to do, if you because my thing is, I, I think it'd be interesting to say if you had to live in in one of the cities okay. that we discussed. Ugh. <laughs> right. Where would you choose to live? We've discussed this that's before. Easy. Yeah, it's easy. That's okay. easy. Yeah, right. That's metropolis. No, okay. I disagree. See, it's not really? easy. Yes. That's okay, why, brought, why. That's why I brought it up. Let me say it. Yeah. What? Why? Why? Why know to metropolis? I say Central City. Okay. His his whole thing is speed. He will save you. Yeah, but Superman's <laughs> got that too. Superman's got the sense. I don't know. He like will I, save you. I. I'd, I'd feel safe living in like that. I would feel safer. In my, my sense, I feel like it's always. Gotham Metropolis, but my sense is Joker attacks in Gotham, people run away, right? After. Like, like that's just like what the citizens will do. Oh, like, Joker's here. We're all going to die. Let's get the hell out of here. But in Metropolis, like, Toy Man attacks. My sense is that, like, people run towards that because they want to get pictures, right? Because Superman's going to be here in a minute. 
Superman at one point is what uh, he's caused. I mean, Batman is reactive. People yeah. die, then he saves yes. the survivors. <laughs> Superman, they always okay. try to challenge him. Sort of. It's like, but Batman's what can on patrol. But Batman's see, on patrol. Superman's not on a patrol. So I see, think Superman's reacting. But, but, but see, but here's, but here's what people do in Metropolis. They'll set a bomb elsewhere and then commit a crime yeah. just to see if they can break him or personally kill him or challenge him to kill a girl. Or always, it's like, never go to the Daily Planet if you want to live in Metropolis. But in, but in um, <laughs> Central City, all they want is money. They're not killers. Right. Well, <laughs> the thing, my thing is with 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 all that is, generally, bat me. Yeah, Batman may be on patrol. I get it. But generally, it's hey, look, the bat signal's out. I better go see what's up. And Batman happens to be two or three steps ahead of Gordon in the police department because he's Batman. And then in Metropolis, it's like, hey, why is that train, that the elevated train, flying off the tracks? Because someone's doing something across town that Superman's got to deal with. Right. I would again choose much like much like Tommy. I would choose Central City because really, generally, generally the rogues are are after money. Okay. Or they got some beef or some something about revenge on the Flash. That yes. doesn't mean they're going after anybody else. No, they're just going to go after the Flash. Yes, it's revenge. Right. Plots. Okay. And if I, I did, if sure. I, that's what I would. I mean, I would prefer. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of Flash stories that center that center around the idea of I'm going to destroy Central City. There's a couple, but there's not a lot. Okay. And I feel I like know. I just I believe in Superman. He'll save me. <laughs> He'll catch me. Hey, man, 34. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. You know, I, I, I agree with you. Any of them would try. Mm. And then I, I like to add, Flash stays at Central City. Superman patrols the world, if not the galaxy. True. Yeah, you really will fast. catch him, not in we Metropolis. We got Supergirl. We got Superboy. Again, you're putting, your, you're putting we your trust in other people. <laughs> <laughs> Flash, you have Kid Flash. You have Impulse. Mm -hmm. You have the Flash himself. So again, Central City every time. And the worst to me is what Star City? No, Coast no, City. Coast, Coast City. City. Thank Coast you. City Coast City is the worst. Violated all the time. Yeah, yeah Coast City. He's <laughs> never there. Right, because yeah. Hal's always in space. It never. Yeah. There's. That's one thing about that's neglected with Hal is the fact that Coast City. I guess. I mean, I don't know with Morrison stuff. It may be different, but I'm pretty sure he's out doing space cop stuff. Yeah. But if I were, a, you know, if I were someone who was going to start a like try to start a crime wave. I'm going to, I'm like packing all my stuff in a U-Haul and going to Coast City because the Green Lantern that's supposed to protect his hometown, he ain't there. He's never no. there. No. Have we ever seen Abensur on Earth ever before he dies? And <laughs> no. <laughs> right? no. No. I can't think of one. No. He, yeah. he, no. He, he, yeah. He's not one story. No. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. He's too busy. But, okay. So, but as far as like landmark thing though i, th I think the daily planet okay be okay. a world famous like i could i could see in that universe tour guides mm -hmm. taking yeah. you up right to sure. get pictures of the globe yeah and absolutely. everything um and and the other thing that made me when when you said bat signal just made me think like what wow like what do you think the citizens reaction is in gotham when they see the bat signal go home like them. in today go home right. and lock the door i think well i think <laughs> i think part of it i i would imagine that people in like everybody's social media in gotham probably has a shot of the bat signal i do imagine well, that it probably gets some excitement but then it's like get home yeah get off the streets <laughs> get well, home. I mean, the mad hatter is gonna well, it's brainwash like, all of us but it's, it's one of those remember when, when Mor again, you brought up morrison earlier in the in the, and we were talking about this and you said that when morrison i remember reading about morrison talking about gotham and the idea that if you choose to live in Gotham City, you know full well what you're in for. Like, you sure. don't got to, you know, like, oh, I'm thinking about taking a job. Where is it? 
Gotham City. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I like, ooh, you know, you know, I don't know if you should do it. There, there's a design choice, too, that I thought of when I was in New York. Because when you're walking the sidewalks in New York, you pass under, like, these scaffoldings, like, all the time. Or, like, oh, I remember. constant re- renovation. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, Gotham would have this. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, Two-Face blows up the Half Moon Lounge or something like that. <laughs> right, and then, right. you would be, and then there would be scaffolding. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like uh, Two-Face broke out of jail. Don't be on Janus Street. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't be the, the everybody the, at the second national bank call, puts in their vacation exactly days. calling out today don't be the double down saloon we're not going anywhere near that nope. joint no way uh for me if i had to choose a landmark i would choose um the superman statue in centennial park oh sure yeah, yeah. it's but one that's of the superman right right yeah. it's after yeah. the superman's him yeah. with the uh it's him with the uh eagle mm-hmm. I, I think that's like a great landmark for 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 metropolis i think it's, it's one of my favorites and again to get back to the dcu online game a lot of times if you're uh, if you're doing like a raid or a bit or you're like trying to team up with people, it's a landmark in the in the city itself where people meet up to like go on a mission. Okay. It's nice that they left it up after he came back from the dead. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta go with Hall of Justice. Yeah. Oh, That's the landmark. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, people would flock to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. hundred percent correct. Yep. I agree with that. Which one city too. would you live in though? Which city would I, I live in? I change the subject. Where's Adam from Ivy? Like nothing ever happens up in Ivy City. I mean, it's, it's, it's not so. I mean, no. Again, it's one of those things where you have like, you have like Kronos. There's like dinosaurs on the street every once in a while, or, or that'd you be have, fun. Or there's wild, there's wild, <laughs> right? Or there's wild no. plants because the Floronic Man or something like that. But not really. Not uh, much goes on. I mean, they did. Gail Simone did a lot more with it when she brought in uh, Troy. Ryan Troy, yeah. Mm. Wait up, dinosaurs on the streets. Oh, we've never seen Jurassic Park. That's, that's <laughs> or okay, it's or hard no. No, I know, but I'm just saying that's <laughs> that's not like Ivy Town is not going to have contagion. Like there's there's a death plague. Oh no, or uh, there's not going to be no man's land. No, no, there's no, not no, going right. to be. No, Gotham is number one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think everyone can here agree that they'd never choose Gotham as their number one vacation spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's got to be some reason why people stay there, though. Oh, there's money being made. Be, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. super sense, rich. I, I always imagine too, like, like uh, I, I think Deanie said this, and I really, really loved it. Like Gotham to him was like the Hollywood of crime. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was sort. It was the spot that if you were a criminal, that's where you wanted to go. Like I'm going to get myself a costume and a gimmick, and I'm going to make something of myself. And I, I really, really like that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everyone still underestimates Batman. They just think they're stopping a, a dude with the Halloween costume at the end of the day. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, I mean, would you rather Little go against? No, he's good at everything. Yeah, yes. I mean, if a choice, given a choice for the DC heroes, I would test my metal. Not knowing anything about Batman, I would think I could beat Batman over <laughs> Superman, over sure. the Flash, <laughs> over Wonder Woman, but Batman's power, over Green Lantern. Batman's I mean, power is he can never lose a fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless think, you have a wrench. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the one I would I would go up against is is Green Arrow because he's kind of a fuck up anyway, and I feel like oh he'll miss he'll, yeah he'll, Green he'll, Arrow yeah. Uh, you don't go, think so? Go read the Mike Grell stuff where he's in oh Seattle. Oh my god, Longbow, Longbow Long Hunters. Okay. Yeah, go yeah, read that geez. stuff. Yeah, you're gonna love that stuff. Yeah, he's not a joke there. Yeah, he does not use um <laughs> glove, yeah, glove not, arrows. Yeah, I just like he, he's he's always been like a Batman, but without the polish. No, you're right to me. You're right. Like he's if Batman is James Bond. Uh, Green Arrow's Indiana Jones. Yeah, but do you want to fight Indiana Jones? No. No. I'll fight him <laughs> I'll over James, James Bond. Dude, who's dude, gonna... can, dude can take a punch and he's got a gun that sounds like a cannon. And he's willing to do anything <laughs> to win. 
Yes. Like melt Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> Bond can jump really like high. Off, of, off, of, <laughs> off of a dam and fly into he the airplane like, and pull it up before it crashes. He can lift like 30 pounds yeah. over his head. <laughs> he <Jeez>. is fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is. No, that's he can bait a hook. He can... <laughs> right. Exactly. Seinfeld references. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. do we have any other landmarks? Any other? Yeah. Did Zach? Did you say yours? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah Daily Planet Globe. Well, that's yeah. right. Globe. And Metropolis. Okay. But where would you chose? Where would you live? Yeah, I'd still pick Metropolis. Still pick Metropolis. Yeah, it right. sounds expensive, but oh yeah, oh yeah. I I think I'd be safe. All right. Mm. Lots of job opportunities. <laughs> In construction at the very least. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You'd have a, lots of work. Every once in a while you can see a giant monkey. Yeah. <laughs> right. With, with kryptonite yeah. eyes. Right. Yeah. 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 Be, it's like by far the most exciting town to be in. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Bar, bar none. Yeah. <laughs> Dark side only invades every once in a while. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Global take yeah. Global takeovers <laughs> every other month. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Uh you die all of anywhere. Doesn't matter. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer in Marvel is just live in Pennsylvania. Yes, that New York. <laughs> just just don't live yeah. in New York. Don't live in New York. Yep. Yeah. In Pennsylvania Dutch country. Yep. There you go. Well, that was fun. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And um, don't forget to subscribe. 